and welcome to Inspiring Women Leaders, the podcast about leadership by women only, from which everyone can learn. Inspiring Women Leaders aims to showcase the extensive leadership knowledge and practical skills of its incredible guests, and to both inspire and educate its listeners, helping them acquire the know-how necessary to become better leaders themselves. Without further ado, I'd now like to welcome my guest. So please, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. Today, I'm really, really excited to welcome to the show, Natalie Boudou. Natalie has over 30 years experience in the corporate world, working in senior management roles in the private sector and the United Nations. Today, she is the CEO and founder of Human Force, an international consultancy working with organizations to build healthy and resilient cultures that drive performance. She's a coach, consultant, TEDx speaker, and author of the best-selling book, Human Force, The Power of Emotions in a Changing Workplace. So I think that's an incredible mission, um, all in all. I think it's very fair to say that Natalie is leading the way with inspiration. So without further ado, let's meet Natalie Boudou. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and speak to the show's audience today. Well, thank you, Adam. Thank you. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here. And thank you for that lovely introduction. I'm very excited to talk to you today. <laughs> oh, God, thanks so much. Um, well, I mean, that that was a, a, a wonderful <laughs> bio. Um, uh there's lots more there's lots more to you I know that we've met before um so if you wouldn't mind kind of um elaborating on that a bit and telling telling the audience a bit more about yourself including you know what you're you're currently up to what leadership positions you currently hold leadership positions you've held in the past etc that would be brilliant please sure well so I've had quite a varied career Adam as I think I mentioned to you I started off my career as a commercial lawyer uh, working um, for various organisations in London um, and including also in-house counsel for Hitachi. Um, and um, within a few years, I had realised that this probably wasn't going to be my future for a number of reasons. Um, and um, I took the opportunity when my family moved to Switzerland to change career and I developed a career in communications and media relations. I worked for the World Health Organisation and then I had several managerial positions um, working in various NGOs, um, including uh, being director of media relations at the World Wildlife Fund. Um, and there I was managing a, a team of people. So I had a, a leadership position. And what I realized, I think, in those positions was that I really enjoyed working with my team. Um, if anything, it was the people aspect of my job that got me the most excited. And um, the older I got, the more I realized that that was really the direction I wanted to go in. Um, I had seen quite a lot of dysfunction in my jobs, unfortunately. Uh, for, I mean, I don't know if I was particularly unlucky, but I, I'd seen some poor leadership. I'd seen some teams which were suffering. And I, at the back of my mind was this desire to go back into those workplaces one day and, and help to change the work environment. And so I requalified several years ago as a coach and I began to work as an executive coach in various organizations working with uh, leaders to to help them to to manage their workload but also to lead their teams in the best way possible. 
Um, and then, of course, um, I developed that further and um, Human Force was born. And Human Force is really um, the mission of Human Force is to leverage the, the talents, the strengths, uh, the the passions of of all the people in a company, um, because when you do that, you you drive performance and you drive engagement, and that's something that we all want today. Um, and in the last two or three years, working in companies, I've started delivering coachings and trainings around emotional intelligence and emotions, particularly in the workplace. Mm. And I've really become very passionate about that. I delivered a TED talk on that. And then, of course, most recently, my book has come out on the subject. So um, I think I've, I've feels like I've lived many lives. Um, <laughs> and in terms of leadership, my leadership positions really were um, in my previous careers, I would say, because as a coach, I've been either independent or you could say being CEO of Human Force. That's, that's obviously a, a leadership position. Yeah. Um, but I think if we look at the word leadership, I think it's it means a lot more than that. That's what I like to think. I think that you can be a leader when you are a parent. Yeah. So I've been, you know, um, coaching and, and working with my kids as they as they have grown up, which they have now. Um, so various leadership roles, I think. Um, it's all it's been a life learning and it, and it still is actually, Adam. Wow, thank you so much for for sharing all that. That is that's amazing. Um yeah, I love the <clears throat> the director of communications um, role for um, WWF. How how wonderful! Um, yeah, and the World Health Organization, and, yeah. and you work for the United Nations as well. I yeah. mean, there's some really really prominent organizations there. That's uh, that's so so impressive. Um, and yeah, I, I yeah, I, I just want to pick up on your on your final point. Uh, I completely agree, and this is what I say to people in you know workshops that I do and people that I coach that. Uh, we're all leaders to an extent in in non-formal um, leadership roles, whether we realize it or not. You know, as you say, parents with other members of our family, you know, within the, the kind of family dy dynamic within the wider community and society. Um, you know, I think everyone can, everyone has the potential. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but, you know, in your in your work as a, as a coach, really, you are, you're, you're leading the way in terms of, you know, training people about emotions and emotional intelligence and how to regulate their emotions and all these sorts of things and and your your book is is absolutely wonderful um Aww. and i love the i love the way it's structured it's very it's very much how um if if i were to write a book <laughs> maybe one day um i i would write a book like like that um you know i just it 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 fits the way i think and the way i read beautifully it's just it's really really nicely um, laid out and kind of logically sequenced um it's a really it's an it's a um it's an an easy read but in a in a great way it's just so so packed of um of useful content and uh, you know all the the you know you talk a lot about kind of like you know um kindness in the workplace and and that that kind of stuff and that's really right right up my alley so um mm -hmm. i definitely recommend um people look out for your um your book human forces um and maintain its position as a bestseller <laughs> well we hope so adam don't we we can only hope so but i'm i'm, you know, I'm getting good feedback and thank you for for yeah. your your kind words you know i'm getting good feedback and it's making sense it seems to be resonating with people so um fingers crossed we'll see what happens yeah no yeah. I'm, I'm i've all the yeah. faith in it 
Great. Okay. So um, what's, what's you say, what would you say your personal leadership style is then? As you say, you have many hats. Um, you know, yeah. you're, a, you're a parent, you're a, you're a wife, you're yeah. a friend, you're a relative, you're a, you're a coach, you're a CEO, um, mm. you're an author, you're a speaker. <laughs> I mean, you know, did, did, did your, is there a leadership style that transcends all of those for you? Or do you have to alter it depending on your role or the situation? Um, well, I think you do have to alter it. I mean, I'm, I'm a great believer that you do have to decide which hat to wear at what time depending on who you're working with or what the situation demands. Mm. But if I had to describe myself, I would hope, and you know, you'd have to ask the people who work with me, mm. but I would hope that I am an empowering uh, leader because ultimately that is what leadership should be today, in my opinion. I would hope that I'm an empowering leader and an inclusive leader mm. um, and that my leadership enables people to, to be their best selves. Um, you know, if I want to be walking the talk, which I do, hmm. um, I would hope that that's what people say of me. Excellent. Excellent. So, uh, very much the kind of, um, servant leadership model. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as you say, inclusive, inclusive leader yeah. as well. And I'm kind of getting a, getting a flavor of, you know, <laughs> Goldman's styles, coaching, <laughs> affiliative, democratic, you know, this kind of, exactly. um, these exactly. kind of things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, there are moments, you know, I think we can all improve all the time. So for me, it's yeah. everything to the work in progress. Um, but I try and I try my best to apply what, what I teach, because I think that, um, you know, to build trust and to build relationships and to get the best out of people, actually, to bring out their best, yeah. you have to have a certain, um, a coaching approach, really, I would say. You know, yeah. that's that's what I talk about a lot. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. That's that sounds great. Um and and obviously working with you and I've I've got to know you recently, you have a very collaborative approach as well. <laughs> um and that, you know, that's that's fantastic. Um lovely. Okay, so can you um kind of going back a little bit, um tell the tell the audience, but I know that you originally um graduated in law. Um, can you tell us a bit about your your journey to leadership and how you um, yeah. I mean, you're a commercial lawyer and I don't know if you yeah. kind of um, were promoted in in that, that role. And then obviously how you got your kind of director roles um, yeah. in comms and things like that. Can you yeah. talk us through that a bit, please? Yeah. So I would say that um, in, in, in my legal career, I kind of went sideways because I started working in um, a very traditional legal firm. And that environment in itself didn't really suit me. Um, for me, I found it emotionally stifling. Um, <laughs> it wasn't, it was in those days, I mean, I'm saying in those days, it's, you know, it's 30 years ago, but it, it you know, traditional legal firm, it was not, not an easy place to navigate. Um, and I think for my personality, for my style, for what I, how I wanted to express myself, I didn't feel completely relaxed in that environment. Yeah. So I kind of went sideways and I went in to work as a lawyer for Hitachi, which um, was, was a different experience altogether. Um, but I think by that time I had realized that um, what I needed was to be more uh, working with people directly. I used to get all excited when I had a client meeting because there I was dealing with people. And I realized that really my people skills weren't perhaps being used enough in the yeah. career that I'd chosen. Um, so as I moved into communications, um, at that point, I wasn't really in a managerial role because I was learning a new trade. Yeah. But yeah. Um, within about three or four years, I I had got promoted, and um, you know, I think that just comes from basically, you know, doing doing a good job. Yeah, um, yeah. 
interestingly enough, the organizations that I worked with in, in those times didn't really have leadership training. They didn't yeah. really have the sort of thing which I think is really important. So um, whether I whether I got there by chance or whether I got there because they saw something in me, I don't know. Mm. Um, but I like to think it's because I demonstrated certain qualities. Yeah. Um, and then as I moved up towards director position, um, you know, um, it just 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 question of experience, I think, and mm. the, the ability to work with people. People trusted me. People respected me. Um, and yeah, that's 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 uh, what happened there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's sometimes it's difficult to know or to track how you got there. I came from an atypical background, really. So, as I said, organizations which didn't have leadership training. So yeah. interesting to know on what basis they promote people. But, you know, that's that's where I was at that time. Yeah. 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 No, uh, um, that's that's really interesting what you say about about law firms. And I um, do some work for other organizations that put on training for law firms and i as you know i was i was called to the bar um yeah. some years ago yeah. we have that in common um, yeah. yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> um and so i still have friends who are working in the legal sector and yeah. it's 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 really interesting you know that sort of traditional um style uh of running the organizations that law firms exhibited 30 years ago yeah I'm not sure has actually changed all that oh, much really? from what I oh, hear don't say yeah. that don't say that yeah. no it's it's yeah. you know that you know some mm. years ago I remember when I was when I was at law school which was sort of 2011 to 2014 um there was all you know a real buzz in the, all the legal um magazines about agile working you know yeah. kind of uh, and then and then the pandemic kind of came along and then it seems to me that one of the the, the first industries and almost most draconian about getting people back into the communal office has been yeah. the legal industry yeah which is yeah. really really interesting you know um almost like they're not trusting people to kind of work at yeah. home um yeah, so definitely. yeah I think um, I think that still is the case I mean I've I yeah. I have done a little bit of work with one or two legal firms and it's always been a challenge to tackle certain subjects yeah. um and you know they seem to be quite good on some subjects but certain subjects relating to people it's still a little bit difficult to yeah. convince them that this is important so I'm, I'm seeing the same thing actually yeah, yeah yeah and and also you know obviously there are some um areas of law that are not particularly client facing you yeah. know some that are just very research based you know yeah, um absolutely. like like tax or something like that yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. but um you know there are there are lots of areas of law that are really client facing yeah, yeah. and so you know you just think well, where they, they obviously have interpersonal skills but do they just reserve them for their clients and not their colleagues you, colleagues you know what I mean it's, you know, yeah, you know. It's just, yeah. It's interesting but lovely to to hear about your um your journey and and I know I, I noticed you said you know by chance or whether they saw something in me and I'd, mm. I'd, I'd I'd very much like you know getting to know you I'm pretty sure that they saw something in <laughs> you you know you, you know you you put yourself forward to these positions you know you you fill that application forms you went for interviews you had other kind of assessments I'm sure and um I'm sure you absolutely shone and 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 then, you know, as your your kind of your 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 rise, you know, as as you went into comms and then worked your worked your way up the hierarchy in that um that area of work. Yeah. I it sounds to me like you just 
you know you probably took your your colleagues with you you know you supported your colleagues so much and 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 that's why it was noticed that you know and that's why you got these promotions because oh, they I'd saw like to think so, Adam. I'd like to think so. they saw that in you <laughs> I, well I mean you know I, I I I've got to know you recently and you know I don't think people fundamentally change that dramatically yeah. unless they really yeah. intend to do they yeah. and uh, so I think your your skills have been there um and they're they're, they're wonderful skills yeah. um so thank you for thank you for that again so were there any people senior to you female or male that kind of helped you on your your journey through leadership over the years um the answer to that is no Adam and, I, and I'm sorry to say that <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> I don't know you know I to be honest with you no I, this is one of the things that I suffered from I think in my career is I didn't really have any mentors I didn't have any bosses that I could look up to and I think that's a really sad thing to say but but yeah. in, in some ways it made me even more determined even more determined to do something about this and to go back into that world um yeah. you know as a woman um I struggled in at the beginning of my career uh, in an environment which was relatively macho still at that time. Yeah. And I, you know, if we had a, if we had a few hours, I'd tell you some interesting stories that happened to me. Um, you know, I experienced bullying and harassment, uh, sexual harassment. So, you know, and that was by by one of my bosses actually. So, you know, um, I, I I say that my I think my path wasn't that easy. Um, yeah. Of course, I did notice some some good leaders. Maybe they, I wasn't working directly with them, but I did notice mm. that I was, you know, I, I was in admiration of certain people that that I wanted to, you know, that I thought did did a really good job. Mm. Um, uh, and 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 consequently, in my in my career as a coach and a consultant, I've come across some great leaders, and I'm and I'm, you know, I know of some wonderful people. But mm. in those formative years, I honestly don't think that I had a great role model. Um, mm. So yeah, that that fueled me even more to you know to do the work that I'm doing today. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I you know, when when you first answered that question, I, I think you were you were expecting <laughs> it to be there's a closed door on that question, but actually you 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 explained it it beautifully, yeah. and and um, it's yeah, you know, not yeah, not everyone um, has the good fortune yeah. um, to to be to be lifted up by by others as as others have risen you know um and um you know you've well it's test testament to you that you kind of made your own way and kind of you know progressed yeah. sort of despite that lack of um support um but interesting you know you still you know there were some role models and then there were some obvious kind of anti anti role models and you're like yeah I don't want to be like that and, and absolutely yeah. and I think also personal life experiences because I think that what we bring to the table at work is often, uh, you know, you, you can't rule out what happens to you in your personal life. I think that can mm. sometimes shape the type of person that you are. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think I shared this with you, Adam, that I have an autistic daughter and, mm. you know, um, raising a, a, a daughter with special needs uh, was a challenge for myself and my husband and, and a great mm. learning curve as well. And mm. the, um, the, communi the communication skills, the emotional intelligence that mm. you need to have to juggle that kind of thing with your career, yeah. for example, yeah. um, makes you, I think, into a better person. I think it certainly made me into a better person. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you for thank you for sharing that. Um, and actually, I'm I'm just I'm just wondering, just having a little uh, thought popping into my head that you know you're uh, you're such a 
you're such an enabler you're such a a servant leader you know you want to make sure that everyone has everything that they need to do their job well um and that and you see that as part of your role as a leader um i wonder whether you're you're so kind of um you know the the pendulum has swung so far that way with you because you didn't have anyone kind of supporting you and acting as a servant leader for for you Mm, that's a good theory and you're probably right actually Adam I would imagine so but I think it's also cost me as well um you know I think there's always there's always a cost sometimes when you adopt a certain type of behavior and I think at times I might have pushed it too far and not looked after myself enough perhaps yes you know um I I'm much better now because I'm older and wiser but there were times in my career where I think I was an overwhelm because I was supporting people and I was forgetting Mm. myself as well yeah um you know everything sometimes you have to you have to learn how to balance yeah that's true yeah thank you thanks so much for reminding us that yeah absolutely balance is uh is everything really isn't it in all in all parts of our life and and great that you've raised that that well-being point you know um you can't pour from an empty cup so how can you know we say this with in the (laughs) healthcare professional the time you know how can you care for your patients when you're not caring for yourself you exactly know, it's the same um, thing that I, I say in, in my trainings you know to yeah. managers that they have to you know you, they have, it's like the airplane metaphor if they don't put the mask yeah with themselves first they're not going to be good yeah. team leaders so yeah um, you know it's yeah sure definitely yeah. yeah wonderful wonderful thank you um you've you've sort of um you've sort of alluded alluded to it and um you know there's some of the the challenges and you it sounds like you could write another book yeah on, the, oh gosh, on, on, could, the, yeah. on those cha- those challenges alone yeah. are, are, are there are there one or two kind of prominent examples that you wouldn't mind sharing that you think there would be some good learning um for the listeners because obviously you know um we do have quite a lot of female listeners uh, yeah. who are wanting to be leaders and and to learn how to navigate these situations from yeah. my guest's yeah. experience is is so helpful yeah um so i would say that one of the things that i suffered from when i was younger i was working in a in a legal firm where there were more men than women and particularly at certain level there were certainly more men you know was, I mean I'm, I'm I'm sure it's changed now but in those days it really was quite different and I would be quite intimidated sometimes when I was invited in to speak to the more senior people in the firm mm. and I struggled to either get my ideas across or or to deal with what I would say was often a barrage of interrupt interruption when yeah. I was talking uh, and I know I, you know, I know I read a lot and I talk a lot, and I think it still does go on at some in some levels today, where women, mm. um, particularly women who are climbing the ladder at work, will face that kind of um, difficulty. Yeah. Um, and it's really it's really linked to the stereotypes and the myths that exist at work around mm. how women should be, how men should be, what's expected mm. of a woman, what's expected of a man you know, um, which I talk about in my book at length, but I think it's important. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, I don't think that I was equipped at all Mm -hmm. to know how to handle that. Um, I think the advice that I would give to women if they do find themselves in that situation is to to speak up. I know it takes Mm -hmm. courage, but um, you you have to say something. Um, You know, you have to say, you have to sort of insist that you, that they allow you to finish your point. Um, Mm -hmm. If you see another woman also being interrupted then you can support her and say you know I think I don't know so Sarah has got something important to say would you mind letting her finish I think Mm. it's important to to not let that go by 
um yeah. you know if you don't speak up for yourself then it's it's difficult i mean i can under, i understand when you might feel a bit intimidated but but sometimes people do that and they don't even realize that they're doing that you know it's so automatic it's not something they're doing on purpose so yeah. i would certainly say that um or or ensure that um if it's an important meeting that um somebody there is kind of chairing the meeting and and making sure that there's that you get your voice heard yeah. so those are just those are just some examples around that um another example another example that i had which was actually very difficult i would say was mm-hmm. um when i was um sexually harassed <laughs> at work so this was this was a harassment which was very subtle um so it wasn't you know somebody putting their hand on my leg or anything like that it was very subtle there were lots of innuendos um and at first I wasn't even sure what it was and eventually it became quite clear to me and again I think I was luckier there because I was a little bit older um and I took my courage in my hands and I sat down with that person and I explained to them how I felt so here you know um I said that I felt I felt um awkward um that I didn't appreciate uh, the comments and I was actually thinking, well, either I'm going to lose my job or um, something, something, something. I was expecting a bad reaction and I didn't. Mm. I didn't get a bad reaction. I got an apology, actually. So, um, again, it's, it's difficult. But I would say that if you can I, if you can speak to the person, that's great. If not, do speak out as quickly as possible because um, nobody deserves that kind of treatment. Um, mm. And um, again, it's 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 the sort of thing that 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 requires honest communication Mm. um none of these things are easy none of these things are easy i think you know um one of the things that i i i talk to 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 women about is how um you know i think men men sometimes need to be educated as well they often don't realize um the impact of what they're doing they do it without you know even thinking it's just part of the part of the culture almost so I think having open, honest conversations is, is important because the more we talk about how we feel and how it impacts us, the more that allows the other person to to understand. Um, so I don't know if that's helpful or not, but those are just examples, I would say. That is really helpful. <laughs> really, really. Thank you so much. Um, I'm I'm deeply grateful to you for sharing that, especially the the latter um, yeah. example. It can't have been easy to to talk about and kind of you know um, relive um so I'm grateful and that will definitely help some of the listeners um I I I too have um experienced uh, various types of workplace bullying um okay. yeah. uh, been on the receiving end um okay. not um nothing nothing sexually related but yeah. uh you know the kind of um from the old the old school overt um yeah. you know belittling berating shaming you know in public stuff to the more covert gaslighting undermining work monitoring that kind of stuff um and I I did something that sounds similar to what you did with the uh the second case that you talked about but I I was sort of bolstered by my my now wife okay who said um you need to go and speak to this person and and that's that's exactly what I did and uh um they they had um shamed me and shouted at me in front of yeah. a, a big team of people um on the grounds that they thought I'd done something wrong um be, 
because I was just, you know, I don't know, disobeying them or not paying attention or something. But actually, when they when they were training us to do these things, I wasn't actually there and my colleagues hadn't passed it on to me. So it was about the way they they wanted something doing, which is different to the other consultants. Um, And yeah, and when I explained to them that I wasn't there and I no one had shared that information with me. Um, they immediately kind of back down and, and apologize as well. And I think, you know, in 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 our in our situations that we've just talked about, um oftentimes we we tell ourselves a story that um is, you know, and we catastrophize and it's yeah. you know, oh, I can't do that. I don't have the coach to do that. And it's then it's not going to be well received anyway. Like you said, I'm mm. probably going to get fired yeah. or something like yeah. that. Um yeah. and actually, you know, it's just the the inner critic kind of working mm-hmm. um over time isn't it really and and Absolutely. you know all, the stories that we tell ourselves are often just you know uh, very very negative with with very poor outcomes and and things are not are not like that um generally um they work out they work out a bit better um but yeah it sounds you know um like from from the the case that you describe as well you know there's lots of things that would benefit people um in the event that they might face these sorts of situations like uh like so practice trying to practice skills like this in advance um so you know going on going on assertiveness courses you know doing training on kind of breaking bad news and managing conflict you know managing conflict well and things like that um I don't know I don't know what you think but you know I've Yes, I think this Go is ahead. very important. I think it's very important. I think it's, I think that um, often we avoid these conversations because we're frightened. And I talk about this a lot. We, we're frightened about the emotions that are going to be involved. Because when you have an unpleasant conversation or a difficult conversation, you can be sure that there's going to be some um, difficult emotions involved. Yeah. And so we worry about that. We worry about how we're going to react. We worry about how the other person's going to react. Mm. Um and I think that there are many techniques that you can use, whether it's, you know, whatever kind of conversation it is, mm. there are many sort of techniques that you can use mm. um, to ensure that you 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 don't avoid the conversation and that you actually get, try and get the best possible result. Yeah. Um, it takes work, but it's 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 totally it's something yeah. you can really do. Um, yeah. And that's something that I that I train in because I think it's it's vital. Yeah. Um, we have to be able to 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 say what we need to say in the right way and then sure yeah. that it's well received yeah absolutely yeah no no thank you for that um and i and and, and similarly i've recently been um, working with some um healthcare leaders and some of the scenarios they have mentioned are yeah i mean really having having to have really quite challenging conversations with yeah. very senior people and you know my my advice is like well you know actually build up to it you know and start um training yourself and practicing having challenging conversations and difficult um interactions with people where the consequences aren't as major as these so start with kind of smaller things um with other colleagues or with patients or something like that and just to give yourself that little bit of confidence and just build it up and then you know go and see the ceo (laughs) or whoever it is that you want (laughs) you need to talk to yeah um Yes, I mean, Adam, you're right. Preparation is really key. And I think there's also a certain amount of emotional preparation that you can do, which is, to, you know, how are you feeling? You know, to look at your feelings. How are you feeling about the conversation you're going into? What's your mindset about the conversation? 
so many people are going into these conversations like they're preparing for a battle or something and yeah. that, doesn't, that doesn't bode well what's your mindset how are you approaching this what are you feeling what's the other person likely to be feeling yeah. if you're feeling very angry um maybe you want to vent some of those emotions before you even have the conversation maybe you want to yeah. you know talk to talk to people there are so many techniques that you can do and that preparation yeah. is absolutely key because then you're well placed to go yeah. in and have the conversation and then, and then of course there are a whole list of other things you can do during that conversation yeah. um to to work with whatever might arise in that yeah. moment yeah yeah yeah, no, I, 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 I've talked to you about this all day. I think this, yeah. we need to, yeah, I need yeah. to create a whole new other podcast series for yeah. you and I to have some conversations <laughs> about emotional intelligence. But yeah, yeah, no, I love that. So, so another technique for listeners would be to um, really try and think how the other person might be feeling. So, kind of be empathic. Try and be empathic about the yes. potential it, challenging it, conversation. Yes. And 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 how and how are you feeling? This is self awareness yeah. piece, which happens yeah. before. You know yeah. what's your because if, if you're not feeling great if you're very angry or very sad or very frustrated you're going to go into yeah. that conversation in, in the wrong way yeah yeah so you've got to work with those emotions before you even have the yeah. conversation yeah um and, and how are you approaching it oh my god this is going to be a difficult one this is going to be terrible you know you're setting yourself mm. up for disaster yeah um how could you see it's this so conversation from a different perspective yeah how can this conversation be an opportunity rather than a battle or a challenge yes yes um, these are the things that. that we need to work on <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's easy I'm saying it no, isn't no, easy no. But it isn't but it does take yeah. practice yeah. yeah yeah absolutely love that yeah how can this challenging conversation be an opportunity that's such a, a great yeah. reframing um and also like I I, I was saying to uh, some of the um the delegates over the last couple of days you know if they if they if they've been in a similar situation before uh that's kind of upset them and triggered them so they're kind of predicting that they're going to go into this situation and they're going to be triggered actually work on that kind of stress response bef before as you say they need to have the self-awareness yeah. um but work on that beforehand um and actually you know you know we all know that you can we can flip our emotions you yeah. can go from being in a state of upset to a state of um you know happiness if you if if you put on a video of your six-year-old like I do dancing and singing <laughs> and stuff like that you know our phones are always with us right we've got an instant emotion flipper kind of in in our hands <laughs> right there um but yeah just try and try and you know kind of like just kind of concentrate on yeah. things like your your breathing and grounding absolutely. yourself and centering yourself and, and these absolutely. sorts of things all these techniques mm. which you know which I which I talk about often you know the the, mm. the working with your emotions is key mm. to doing the next step yeah. Um, and every time we have these conversations and we, we have so many different conversations every day, you know, mm -hmm. that you you need to have some some foundation for all of that, you know, grounding yeah. for all of that. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Um, yeah. People people need to read your book. <laughs> <laughs> they do, Adam. They, they absolutely really do. do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, thank you. Thank you so much for for sharing that. Um, so, I mean. Yeah, and and we've we've given um we've given the listeners a a, a sort of in introductory toolkit uh, to help navigate their way through some of these challenges. Do you have any other uh, general advice for the listeners on how to become kind leaders? Like I, I think mm. you are strong leaders. Any any other advice? Um, I think that one of the most underrated and and things that is done so badly, you probably know this, Adam, but is is how we listen to people. Yeah. And I think that listening has gone worse in the last few years. 
I mean, it was never done very well before, but there's a whole host of reasons why listening has, has gone worse. Um, I think that working in a hybrid or remote way can be tricky sometimes. I think that we're all juggling and multitasking all this different, different technology. We all seem to be juggling heavy workloads and we feel like we have no time because listening does require time. Um, and so I, ultimately, I think that that's suffering. And listening is the foundation for me of empathy. It's the foundation of building emotional intelligence, really. It's, it's, it, it, it's such a crucial skill. Um, that you need not just as a leader, but also as a team member, um, you know, how you listen to somebody and what that means when you do it, how the other person feels. Um, so I would really say that, you know, listening should be given the space. If, you're, if you, somebody wants to talk to you, don't squeeze them in, in between two meetings. Yeah. Carve out some time. If you think that yeah. something needs to have, if you need to have a proper conversation, give it the time it deserves and the space that it deserves. Because that investment will be a long-term investment, you know. Mm. Um, so that's probably the most. That's if I if I had to pick one, that would be the most the most important. And mm. I think the other thing that we need to do more of, and we touched upon this just just now, is this self-awareness piece where mm. we need to be, um, whether we're leaders or whether we're team members or whatever we do, we need to be more in touch with ourselves mm. because emotional intelligence starts with the self. Um, it's very difficult to interact well with other people if you're not uh, if you're not in touch with yourself and you're not a mind mindful or paying attention to yourself. Yeah. Such good advice, and I, I really I really love the way that you've linked um, sort of deep active listening with empathy. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I you know that that i have a little recipe for for yeah. good leadership and successful yeah. leadership that i use in training and i talk yeah. about communication skills and i concentrate on active listening and yeah. i actually talk about generative listening um yeah. as per otto sharma's work um and i talk about emotional intelligence and yeah. uh but i i almost talk about them as if they're two two disparate things and and i really like that i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. make make more conscious effort to link, <laughs> link them together i think um so thank you thank you so much for that okay. learning a lot from you today it's wonderful <laughs> that's what i like um, about these podcasts they're cool aren't they they are really cool yeah, i think so yeah for sure uh well i've got guests like yourself for sure yeah um okay so kind of coming to the to the end now so yeah. um what would be your your take-home leadership messages for the listeners please take-home leadership messages so there is one quote in my book which was given by John McCusker who's um, a senior vice president at Bacardi uh, a mm -hmm. friend of mine uh, and and a colleague and um I really like this quote and when he said it to me because I do interview leaders for this book when he gave me this I mm -hmm. thought wow this is just wonderful I love it and he said, if you want to do anything, if I, if he, he summed up how to develop caring cultures, I asked him, you know, what is it? What is the secret to developing a caring culture at work? And he said this, he said, if you can ask people how they are, if you can listen to what they say, and if you can care about what they tell you, then you're on your way. And I think that honestly, those are the, for me, that's really, you know, a golden piece of advice that we don't do. Again, it sounds as easy as ABC, but do we really ask people, are we curious? Are we checking in with people and checking in? I talk throughout my book, I talk about checking in. Mm. Are we checking in? Are we curious? 
do we spend the time as we've just talked about listening mm. and really being there for that person yeah. and then what do we do about it you know yeah. do we care um and i think that that's quite a good a good quote for me <laughs> that is wonderful really really wonderful um Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna let that percolate and, and, and reflect on that later. Yeah, but, I think yeah. it's super simple, isn't um, it? I mean, it's yeah, very simple, yeah. but there's such wisdom behind those words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've kind of almost sort of taken them on board. I hope he doesn't mind, but I just, I just, I just absolutely love that. I thought that was yeah. for me. That was one of my standout quotes from my book. So yeah, well, you've given him credit, so that's 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 good. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, ask, yeah. listen, care. care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely wonderful. What what a great framework i really like that because yeah and i you know and i i've not framed it in that way but mm-hmm. a lot of us you know in in coaching and leadership you know talk about you know that kind of that passing uh you know you're walking down the corridor and you know at work and you you pass someone and you're like hi how are you oh yeah i'm all right thanks and it's like okay cool all right see you later and it's like <laughs> It's just a it's just a pleasantry, it, isn't it, or a, or a nicety? It it's it, not. Yeah, it there's is. no no. I mean, no, not, it's better than not saying anything at all, right? But it's still. It is, but it's not really going deep enough. And and, no. and you know, some people, and and that may not be the moment where you do go deep enough. But I no. think that you need to be finding ways to ask that question differently. No. Um, when the moment presents itself. Yes. Yeah. So you know, how are you? It's a bit bland um I mean some people may or may not respond to that but you there are different yeah. ways you can ask that question um and make sure that when you ask that question you have the time to listen if you're just saying how yeah. are you as, as you're walking by yeah. really you don't really which, care yeah. um so <laughs> which every everyone everyone does it um and I think it's more yeah but is that I think certainly in the the, the British way is like it's just a politeness. You can't yeah. walk past someone and not say anything in a way. Yeah. <laughs> but then we're rushing past because we've got to get to our next patient or whatever whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Um. And um. But but I guess maybe looking out for our colleagues that uh, maybe we get a sense that they need a, a little bit of. Exactly. time and then exactly. seeking them out and saying yes. you know, is, is is everything okay yes. and when you when you know you've got kind of 10 or 15 minutes yeah. actually where you don't need to be somewhere um and yeah you can make it a really meaningful exactly thing yeah yeah Absolutely. thank you so much and what was the um sorry what was the name again of um the the my colleague the colleague John, of yours John McCusker he's called John McCusker, John McCusker excellent for Bacardi yeah <laughs> wonderful thank you thank you John we love that <laughs> um okay so uh obviously your your book has uh has recently been um released when yeah. w- when was it actually when was the release Came out date? at the beginning of April the 4th of April so it's quite new you want, I'm a new kid on the block. <laughs> you are, but you're already you're already a best-selling author. That's yeah. su- that's super super yeah. excited. Um, and I mean, obviously, you're what you know. My next question is, what you're currently excited to be working on? You'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah. Are you, as far as the book goes, are you? Um, and it's called Human Force. Um, are are you promoting it? Are you kind of doing lots of? Yeah. stuff well, with I'm actually, your publisher or something or well yes it's, I'm, I mean lots of lots, lots of different projects but I'm actually working on a long-term project which is putting together um, uh, a program uh, a learning tra- learning and training program based on the mm. book 
um, which will contain modules relating to the various chapters, um, yeah. which can be what you know, which can be um, delivered, or an yeah. or and or a, a complete learning program that takes people through the journey yeah. of building uh, emotional intelligence for self, for their team, and for the whole organisation. Yeah. So that's being developed. Yeah. Uh, at the moment um yeah. so that's taking a lot of my time yeah <laughs> yeah superb so yeah. a sort of face-to-face -face offering and a like an yeah. online course face equivalent and as well. virtual yeah face-to-face -face yeah. and virtual offering um yeah. people can buy different things you know they may just want to, to to buy a particular module or they may actually want to think you know what i'd like to go on this learning journey and 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 go through it yeah. um and so that's going to be available towards the end of summer I mean, you know, I'm already, I'm already delivering things like this already, obviously, but I want yeah, to really yeah. make it a nice offering and it, and the book will be part of the offer as well. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. That's that is, that's really yeah. exciting. Yeah. So yeah, yeah lots of um, great, great stuff in there and, and, and sage, sage advice to share with the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. Great. Really, really, really pleased for you. Um, okay. So if, um, if any of the listeners would like to reach out to you, and I, I really hope they do, and and yeah. uh, ask you to run training with them and coach you one to one and so on, yeah. um, what's what's the best way for them to do so? So I think the easiest way is to is to go to my LinkedIn profile. Mm -hmm. um, Adam, I guess you will have my LinkedIn. In yeah, absolutely. I'll put it in the yeah, show notes. Yeah, I think my yeah. LinkedIn profile. Send me a message on LinkedIn, and yeah. or you can go to the website. Uh, which is um, www.human-force.ch. Okay, yeah. So either the website or my LinkedIn profile, um, send me a message. Absolutely. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah I, I urge people to do that. Um, yeah, I will put those, um, those two links in the show notes for sure. Um, thank you. Do, do you have any, any closing words now that you'd like to share with the listeners? I I mean I I really for me I just for me the, the most important thing about doing these podcasts and doing the book is to get the message across you know that emotions count that um, we're all in need of emotional connection right now um, and that we need to be thinking about that more and more There's, there is a there is I think a, still a loneliness epidemic out there people are are struggling from the effects of the last two or three years yeah so if I've if I've um you know raised any curiosity or if anything I've said made sense then you know I'd, I'd be really happy to to talk more and or you know to impact people um as yeah. much as possible yeah wonderful that's that's lovely thank you thank you so much so uh thank again, you, Adam thank you for having me it's been brilliant no, at all. It's been it's my my absolute pleasure. I've, I've loved this interview, and I can't wait for it to go out, which will be in yeah in, in less than two weeks. So that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, I all that remains is just to thank you again so much for coming on the show, sharing all your wisdom, and top notch advice with us. Um, and and thank thank you to the audience for listening. Before I go. I just want to share a brief word about a new online course I've co-written on how to become more assertive, maintain boundaries and say no. That's recently gone on sale for 66 US dollars, which is about 55 pounds sterling. Um, I'll put the link to this at the bottom of the show notes. So please check there or send me an email if you're interested. Thank you very much. So until the next episode in two weeks, um, all that remains is to wish you all health, happiness and inspiring leadership. Take care.
Thank you so much for joining me and my guest on the Inspiring Women Leaders podcast today. I really hope you enjoyed listening to the episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you did, please download the show and leave it a rating and a review so that together we can share the amazing lessons we've learned from my guests with listeners far and wide and help as many aspiring leaders as possible. Most of my podcasts will also be uploaded to my YouTube channel, Dr. Adam, Physician Coach. So please check out my channel there and hopefully you'll find some videos on similar topics to watch and enjoy. Finally, I have some exciting new group coaching programs and a membership scheme in the pipeline. So please keep a regular eye on my website, www.dradamharrison.com. That's www.dradamharrison.com for updates. Thank you again for your time today. And please join me next time, two weeks from now, on Alternate Wednesdays, for another brilliant episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. Thank you.